by the name of color theory it's your boy tz new shit new shit aka young tz and easy being wheezy that's an asthma reference if y'all didn't get it hell yeah and i'm here with my two good friends jordan aka young yosh aka famtasia aka ducky aka mexican simba A.K.A. Short Native, but my dick tall. And I'm here. Your boy, long, t- long, dark, and handsome? Is that what it was? No, it's strong. No, no, no. It's strong, pa- bro. You're fucking Paul Bunyan. You're the native Paul Bunyan. And- <laughs> native Paul Bunyan fucking Tyrell out here. I, I'm assuming it's going to run with that one because I don't fucking want to try and figure out what the old one was. Well, <laughs> it could be strong, tall, and handsome. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> Indigenous Paul Bunyan. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure some shit out. We'll get some new ones for you. Don't we'll, worry. We'll no get talk. there. We'll get there. Yeah, but we're here. I think we're gonna try and be. I don't know. I guess a music slash bullshitting podcast. We'll figure it out. You know, but you know, we're gonna be here. We're gonna we're gonna fill up your ears with some some thoughts, some hot takes, some opinions. Some thoughts. And I'm gonna twerk into the mic. It's a popular option in these quarantine days. So, uh, how are you? You know, it's so we didn't talk about this. So, <laughs> a little, little insider news here. Your boy TZ couldn't fucking figure out GarageBand the first time. So, we didn't record. So, he just wasted 36 minutes. We're on take two. <laughs> We're on take two. Motherfuckers. Uh, how are, are you all surviving the quarantine? Are you staying healthy? I mean, I'm doing my best. I was never healthy to begin with, but like, I'm I'm out here. I'm exfoliating, drinking a lot of water, uh, living my best life in my apartment, doing basically what I've always done my entire life, which is avoid people and play 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 video games and listen to music. So you know, I'm dealing with the quarantine just as everyone else is healthily. I'm glad we're thriving as a group. So we landed on color theory as a name only because the first option doesn't really fit if we have guests like our friend Tyrell <laughs> on the podcast. Bro, bro, he ain't a guest. He's a host. It's staple. Sorry. Yeah. Vince. Uh, we were, we were going to go by No Dad Lads, which is a great name. It's fucking for, hard. Shit's tough. You know, it's, it's good, but... <laughs> You know, unfortunately, Tyrell grew up with a dad, so you I'm, know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to ruin this fucking long con for the <laughs> the podcast name. Yo, fuck the podcast. <laughs> fuck this guy. He had a dad. He had a dad. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Who the fuck's this fucking father figure? God. So we're in color theory, and we're gonna have some fun with it. We're we're gonna you know we're we're gonna do some things. We're gonna try and relate it back to you, and one of the ways we're gonna do that is we're gonna have a color of the day, each and every podcast. We're gonna have something to bring 
So you look up, figure out what it is, what it stands for. First one of the year, of the year, of the podcast, of the episode. It is of the of year. Of this journey that we go. It is the beginning. Genesis. Rose, Rose Quartz. Ba-doom. Rose Quartz was the Pantone color of the year in 2016. It is a persuasive yet gentle tone that conveys compassion and a sense of composure. Something that I did not have to start of this podcast. It lo- <laughs> it low key looks like Kirby. Kirby kind of Kirby's kind of a rose quartz, huh? Yeah, no, he's definitely got some rose quartz in him. He's got a little rose quartz on his titties. So maybe have titties? Are you maybe? <laughs> he is a tit. He's a big tit. <laughs> That's fair. He's just a fucking orb. He's a boob. He's a boob. <laughs> a singular sentient boob. Asexual. It sucks. Yo, he's the goat, though. Shouts, Kirby. All right. So. I named my Animal Crossing uh, island Titty Kitty because I wanted to name it Titty and Dollar for like a strip club, but then it wouldn't fit the entire thing. So Titty Kitty is just basically uh, boobs and pussy. But uh, it's... God, I can't wait till like the fucking uh, the academic committee that like is on my fucking uh, PhD or on my like dissertation board like finds this podcast <laughs> and like <laughs> listens to all this bullshit. He's gonna be so proud. Young Yosh is extremely vulgar and talks about <laughs> pussy a lot. Yeah, that's the homie. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a goofster right and a gaffster, you know? <laughs> I'm a trickster. Yeah, this is a guy. So we're uh, we're going to start this off here. We've got three albums that we want to bring to your attention this week. The first is from Casada Sorel, a.k.a. Sada Baby. From Detroit, Eastside. And he is here with scuba sada 2 deluxe well two and the deluxe we're, we're gonna talk about the deluxe a little bit it's about the same thing but you know we're here. the deluxe is uh, just two extra songs it's, it's not two like, more songs you know? it's, it's, it's not, not much of a deluxe crazy. yeah no so interesting tidbit that i found out when doing the little research on this boy is that the only reason he got into rapping is because he won a local rap competition did that's, you know that no that's weird yeah that's just that's interesting yeah. like wait how do you get into rap when you're gonna do a contest how do you get into like like how do you say that you're into rap if you're in hey, like entering a contest he, wouldn't you be into it he was, before he he was on the brink of going into culinary school he was just hanging out he was hanging out at grandma's place bro i fucking no you just fucking sign thing. up at your local library you sign up for the rap battles at your local library you show up tyrell just wait till the one later on this year after this virus shit goes down and i show up there and i just do the podcast for 15 seconds <laughs> Yo, i'm really excited so he went to rap competition maybe i can do this music shit you know <laughs> and so he released his breakout 2017 mixtape scuba sada and we are now here in 2020 with scuba sada 2 and uh, i personally don't look up scuba sada baby to listen to on a daily basis have you ever listened I- to sada baby before this i haven't 
you never wait you guys never heard block party nah son like oh my god like that's you, the song that's the song that's like i ain't never had time for no arguments big head shotgun look like Lori markinen nah you you sent me the google uh, doc I'm and sure i was like I, oh shit and like i played this and i was like holy fuck this is hard as hell i and, am sure that i've heard songs with sada baby in them no. or from sada baby but i have never looked up a sada baby song oh man all right shout out block party that song is amazing that song is so strong so yeah anyways scuba sada 2 i think that this project is not good for me to listen to when i'm at home alone I it just doesn't do anything for me. However, when I'm out and about doing stuff, if I'm moving around and just not being at home, not moving, I actually kind of enjoy it. It's fun. It's upbeat. There's just really bouncy, hard hitting production throughout this entire thing. And I the one thing I like about what Sada Baby does is when he does get into this like aggressive tone. I, I I really enjoy that side of things, but I liked Activated and I like Slide. I know we talked about that first time around, but there's just there's a couple things that I, I want to just discuss when I was listening to this, and you know, I just I wanna I wanna know why he's not giving girls Plan B when he hits a rock on Bully Ball. I mean, is there's he trying just, to? There, there's nothing is he wrong trying with to end bringing up in with a whole village. There's nothing or, wrong with bringing new life into this beautiful world that is the coronavirus, COVID nineteen pandemic world that we're currently living in. He wants his own ki- starting five. He wants his how own many, basketball team. How many kids is too Fuck many kids? That NFL roster. How <laughs> many kids is too many kids? Uh, one. So on, I'm off gonna be a no look, dad. um on off-white whoop i'm pretty sure it's the chorus where he starts saying like first of all and second of all and third of all but then he goes fifth of all fifth of all seventh of all and i every time i talk about it i'm just i don't understand why like what do you have against number six Look, man, he probably just dropped the bag and just fucking picked it up right at seven, and like that was it. Like, I wonder fucking he, no retakes. I wonder if he, yeah, I wonder if he just freestyled the entire chorus and then they're like, oh, that sounds hot, let's just leave it. Because I know that that happens a lot of time in music where they're like, like the shit don't make sense, but like it sounds hot when they say it, so they just leave it. Like, is it does it just flow off the tongue easier? Is I mean, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it might have just popped off the top of the dome like that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Doesn't make sense buddy. to me. That's all I'm saying. But in, just, in that song, he says, shoot a cop car. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to put a beep in for that. Really? We got to do a, a beep for the R word? Probably. Yeah, no. Yeah, we don't say the R word. Like, that we that's that's uh, off limits. Yeah. Okay. I'll put a beep in. I got you. Don't worry. I got you. That's it. So going back to the other song real quick, because <laughs> you did it out of order this guy. time. So I wasn't quite ready. But uh, on on bully ball, on bully ball that that like your your standout line is the one about like not giving chicks plan B. For me, it's always fucking whenever he 
brings up the cum guzzler. I'm just like, what the cum guzzler is wild. What a line. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just that line fucking like jars me every goddamn time, and like. I spend probably the next five seconds just fucking processing. Oh, times around here. Yeah, no. Um, I'm just more worried about the women in our society. You know, I mean, they don't get a lot of support. So okay, we're not gonna paint. We're not painting Sada Baby as misogynistic. <laughs> That's not gonna be the <laughs> the main theme of this entire review process because of you. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> So, I'm afraid to say anything bad about Sada Baby because, like, he would shoot me. Like, just, like, no fucking hesitation. Like, I would be dead in the street if you I think he knows come across him in years. I, had to, I said something You think he just rap real aggressively at you? I bet if you, I bet if you invited him, I bet if you invited him to Stanley Rock, he'd come. Probably not. Hell yeah. Come on, if Vic Mensa was there, I mean, Sada uh, would be definitely there. Uh, three years ago, maybe. But, like, right now, probably not. Vic Mensa was here four years ago when, like, shit was fucking full swing, so, like, but, but like, if I invited Vic Mensa back to the res now, I'm sure he'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm sh- No, I'm sure he would appreciate the attention that literally no one has given him for a year, so he would how show fuck, up. How the fuck did you get this number? <laughs> he'd be like, <laughs> what's good? I'm ready to perform for you guys' PTA meeting. So the, the, last, the last thing that I want to bring up before I give it all to you guys, um, the line in Lame. Where he, he, say it right. Say it the way he says it. I need that same cadence I, and energy. Uh, I can't because all I, I just chop it in the Glock the size of Andy Milanakis. <laughs> so a Glock the size of Andy Milanakis. Yeah, it's it's a fat I don't clip, understand. dude. I mean, it's I I need clip. more clarification. It is a fat clip on these guns. A, is he calling I mean, Andy Milanakis small? No, absolutely not. It's a fat clip. It's a lot of bullets, a lot of rounds. Mm. Chop it in the clock size. You know, board. it's big fucking bullets. It's still mean. We call someone fat like that. No, that part is so hard because they cut right when they cut the beat out and he delivers that line. It's so tough. And then it goes up another level that entire song because his voice gets even grimier and gruffer, gruffer. But <laughs> and he, it's it's way more aggressive, and every line after that just pops out, and the beat just comes back in. It's that song is so fucking tough. That song, his flow shines so much on that, and he is fucking spitting, and there's just so much energy to that shit. Whole fucking project has so much energy. I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really don't have anything to say about this outside of you know it. I'm I'll listen to it like if I'm out doing stuff or if they throw it on like my my my. My list, my Apple Music lists, you know, my playlist. They throw a song on there. I'll I'll let it slide, you know. But slide. I'm not slide. gonna. Mm, you slide. like that, huh? Yeah, I'm 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 not gonna seek it out. If we're gonna be honest. First time I listened to this joint, it was fucking 1 a.m. in my room, and I was by myself, and I was like, this is too hard for me to be listening to right now. Uh, listen to it again on my drive to uh, to my apartment today, like down the interstate, and uh, came on while I was having some an episode of road rage and let me tell you this empowered me to like really fucking harass some drivers on the road i was ready to fucking run motherfuckers off people in the state do not know how to drive and i'm fucking tired of it i I love the piano on no talking and i love the way that he sounds when he delivers the chorus on that one it's his, his voice is a little bit more subdued but you can definitely feel the anger 
and the the intimidation in his voice when he delivers the chorus on that one. I also like sure. the I like outside with Young Manny. I thought Young Manny sounded really good in that song. Uh, Young Manny's not. I only go to Young Manny for like singles. I've never heard a project by him that's been like super good and like super interesting. But he sounds really good here, and his first vor- verse into the harmonizing that uh, Sada Baby does when he does his chorus on there. The delivery is super duper good on that song. Lame is so fucking tough. That song is fucking incredible. Activated and Slide, the first two songs on this, don't sound like. Because the only songs that I like, like if I'm just like sitting here like listening to it, if I if Activated and Slide come on, I'll be like, you know what, I'm gonna let this yeah. go. I'm gonna listen and, to it all the way. Through. And they have bounce and they have they're they're really in, interesting uh, interpolations of other songs and then the sample as well and they're really upbeat and I I really like how they sound. And they're super unique because yeah. it's like, who else is doing shit that sounds like that? No, I think you're... I mean, it's good. I, I, I know you enjoy Sada Baby. Yeah, I really enjoy Sada Baby. He's so fucking good. His music to act the fuck up to. About it. I'm going to have to seek out like other Sada Baby projects. Because I'm interested. Mm. You should listen to Brolic. It's on YouTube. Just You should listen to WWF. Okay. That song is so fucking good. Like the, the beat for it, too, is really good. And he makes a ton of fucking great references. I like when he says that he treats his Percocets like sensu beans. And then... <laughs> or he treats the whip like Crash Bandicoot. Um, but that song's really good. Or when he says, whip move fast like Sonic. Bitch up knuckles if you want to tussle. That, his flow is so that, good. Like his, say, That's a his, fucking bar. Holy shit. His, 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 the way that he raps is just so consistent and it's like it hits every pocket in the like if you're keeping time like on a on a 4-4 beat and you'd like double the pace he's hitting every single uh count of the measure with a word and it just fucking goes and my head bobs to it and it's really good coding music and i can really get in the fucking zone to it he has great ad libs all right that's out of baby on to the next little one. Little slut bucket. <laughs> little cum guzzler. Are you going you, to let me read the, uh, the, the rap genius first no. sentence about this? Our next, no. our next guy? No. <laughs> Come on. Fuck it, dude. It's so funny. It, it's so funny. It sounds like you wrote it anyway. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. This man's a living legend, multifaceted, multi-talented, individual. This guy is just, he's so good at everything he touches. It's good. It's gold. It's all it is. But Take his dick out your mouth. We're not, we're, we're, not here to, we're not here to talk about everything. We're here to talk about one thing. It's his new album, 3-15-20, which stands for the date. This was released on his website as a continuous loop for a little while before it was taken down and then put back up for us all to enjoy. You know, I'm going to be honest. I've been seeing a lot of slander towards this album, and I am not going to stand for it, okay? I support Childish Gambino on his endeavor to make this album. I think that it is good, and I'm going to explain why. Okay, so this album had a little little preface slash little essay to go along with it that was posted on the website before also being taken down. 
but it it described an encounter that I think he had in a dream. And then he writes to describe how what what they were and kind of what they meant to him or what was described in these dreams. And I think that this is kind of the the starting point of the album. And when I went and listened to this album, I the more I listened to it, especially once I started like diving through like lyrics and stuff like that, I think that there's a a theme or a a concept, I guess, to, to what he was trying to achieve here. And I think what it was is him kind of detailing his life up until now in a way. So, and I, and the reason why I say that is, you know, so the first thing he did is he released, he doesn't have, there's only two songs on here with titles. It's Algorithm and Time. Everything else is a timestamp. And so... The reason why he did that is he wants it to be all one continuous loop. So if you listen to it, the songs should flow pretty good into each other for the most part. There's a couple where there's some sharp endings into a new song, but a lot of it does flow like from track to track. Um, the first, we have the intro, which is just kind of a harmonizing type of beat with him saying very minimal words. But the, how, how long is the intro? Uh, Do you have the track list right in front of you? Not right. I got it pulled up. In front of me. Uh, the intro. Shit, I thought I had it pulled up. Pulled up. Three minutes? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So, I mean, and it's. I mean, there's really not much to the intro, to be honest. I mean, it's just. Isn't it just noises? Yeah. yeah. It, it's. The, the, it, it's just it's him saying we are, we are, we are. That's basically the whole we thing. Are. And it's a bunch of reverb. The intro is building to something that never fucking comes. Like, so this is not your time to talk. This is me. Yes, Tyrell. We're gonna roll into algorithm. Okay, Tyrell knows what's up. And algorithm is a really interesting song in the terms of the the production on it is strong. I guess, Um, kind of rhythmic beat. I guess to go with the 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 way the algorithm is. What would, what would you call that type of beat? I can't remember what you called it. So, Tyrell. What, what did Tyrell? Uh, synthwave. Synthwave? Synthwave. That's, that's what it, because it's not, I was going to say funk wave. But yeah, that's what it sounds like is synthwave. Especially the way that the beat is like constantly pounding. And then once he starts layering his vocals over top of it. Right. And so the, the, one, the one thing that I don't like about this is how much he plays with his voice uh and just in terms of especially right away on this song algorithm i mean the his voice on it is super dark or low it's super muddy and it at some point it's really hard to like understand what he's saying but what what the takeaway i took from this song is that when when i think of it it feels almost primitive like it feels like a dance. It feels like a chant almost. Um, so like, like going back to they saying like detailing his life. Like if you think about like this like this song and like the way that it's set up, it's like this is like the beginning. Like going back to like spiritual roots. Like going back to like what you know inside of him. I guess like as a person, you know, coming in into out. I guess, but 
and like the way you know the themes go like from song to song to song especially once you go you know detailing um you know just stuff you know with his dad dying and everything then moving into the end of the album where you have the birth of his son and then the relationship with his son and how that is progressing i think it's a really interesting way to to do this to make it one continuous loop versus having individual songs scattered throughout i guess that have different plots or different meanings in that regard and so the thing I liked about this, and I, and I know, like, for example, like, I didn't mention this first time, but, like, K. Trinata, like, when he released his album Bubba back in December, I know a lot of people didn't really like that album, but I love that album because I think it's a super easy listen. I Don't give me that look because K. Trinata didn't... It got good reviews. He did not get love. Yeah, it did. Pitchfork gave it, like, an 8+, plus, and then Fantano said he liked it, too. See, it's not it's not what I was seeing from some people, though. So. No, it got good reviews. A lot of people said they didn't like it as much as 99 point. Is it 99.9% yeah. or is it just 99 No, it's 99.9. Okay. Yeah. They said they didn't like it as much because there was a lot more crazy sounds in the 99.9%. There was. But, the, but Bubba, he purposely made for it to sound like a da- like a like a DJ mix it's of fun. everything. It's super fun. Being it all together. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. So That project's really good. Yeah. Okay, back to this. So the songs that I really liked, I liked Algorithm. I liked 1238 featuring 21 Savage. And I like the ending track, 5349. So the one track that I recognized right away was 4226. That was Feels Like Summer. That came out, feels like forever ago now. But uh, I think it's been almost two years. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. But the two songs I wanted to highlight first was 3222, which actually says at 3218. So it's not an actual time stamp fucking liar uh but this song was previewed at coachella last year r.i.p and what i like about it is it's a, it's a hyper aggressive track it's just a lot of thumping bass it's really upbeat it feels like a festival song it really does and so it makes sense why he would do that there but it, that i just wanted to kind of point that out but then we will go to the next song which is 3531 which is an interesting type of production to it. A little bit feels lighter with a hint of country to it, but bluegrass. Yeah. So the the way that the song is written and sang is mimicking this slave song called "Pick a Bale of Cotton," and the way that the lyrics go to it as well too. It links thematically really well between living life as a drug dealer and being a slave, which I think is really an interesting juxtaposition, you know, kind of like what Tyro was saying earlier. But I thought that was kind of, I was like, okay. I mean, it's, but it's catchy. I I like it, but I don't know. I like this. I think that this is a super easy listen. I think I like some of the, the, the switches in production from song to song that happens towards the end of them i mean it usually happens either like a minute or 30 seconds to go and it'll like you'll start to transition like into the next song and i i enjoy some of them i don't enjoy all of them but i I enjoy some of them that go through that but i don't know i don't have a lot of bad things to say about this because i i I listened to it almost a handful of times that i've i enjoyed it every time through all right so now that tz's done sucking its dick um, the first time I listened to this was, <laughs> don't look at me like that, TZ, you know exactly what I mean. 
the first time I listened to this was when I made the first version of our logo. And again, it was like midnight, 1 a.m. It was super late. And I was like dicking around in Photoshop. And I just had this on in the background. And I wasn't like super paying attention to it. And sonically, it sounded fucking cool. I was like really excited to go in and like listen to this shit track by track. And then eventually I got to that point and I fell out of love with this album. Um, like I said, that first track, like it feels like it's building to something like super, super interesting. It feels like it's building to something like that's some sort of incredible like synthwave shit, but he never actually gets around to fucking like uh, letting it resolve. He never lets it, uh, never gets to what he's building towards. It's- it and, doesn't climax. Yeah, and the whole fucking album feels like that to me. Where it's like the ultimate blue balls. Like audio blue balls. Yeah. Um oh, some fucking haters. TZ <laughs> called out three thirty two twenty two, which I have a single note for, which is what the fuck? Because <laughs> when I like listened to it, I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? And I, I think it's supposed to be like some like I, I get what TZ was trying to say, but like it just didn't feel like that to me. It doesn't feel like a festival song. Really? Like it feels like you need a crowd, wow. but like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the vibe I would expect at a festival. Um thirty five thirty one. That's valid, I guess. I haven't really been to a festival. Um But thirty five thirty one I did kind of fuck with. Uh it was super catchy. And like TZ said, I really enjoyed the juxtaposition of like I'm in these streets, I'm moving weight, I'm I'm dealing mixed with that like upbeat tempo and like that really like weirdly happy delivery. Like I thought that was I see I really thought that was interesting. Jordan just mouthed no, to me that I he just, did not like I, it. No, I just realized something. Oh now I hate it even more this entire I'm album. sorry, buddy. Um then uh thirty nine twenty eight, it sounds like the like that harmonizing part of Bohemian Rhapsody. He heard that and was like, I want to make an entire song, but forgot to make the song part. Like the instrumental is way too sparse for me. I want there to be more. Um, Forty-seven, forty-eight was one that I did like. Uh, I skipped over "Feels Like Summer" because, I mean, it's not a bad song. Like it's good. I have nothing. You, really... you, you, it's a, you really should say something about it because it doesn't say it's on the track list. So if nobody ever listened, they'd have no fucking idea the song was even on. That's true. Forty-two, twenty-six is "Feels Like Summer" and. This is a gripe that I don't think I mentioned last time. I don't like that they're fucking all timestamps. I want there to be names. And a quick uh, search on Genius tells me that there are names for all these. You just have to fucking dig into the metadata to find it. And I don't know how purpose. I feel about that. Huh? He, he learned how to code back in 2011 to make his stupid website to post a screenplay for Because the Internet. And ever since then, he's always thought he was super cool in, in the code, just like when he did his stupid freestyle on uh, Sway in the Morning. And he said that he's sick with the Python, which is a coding language. Yeah. Um, anyway, 4748, going back to the, the, the track I was trying to talk about. Um, the vocoding in that one is done way better than 3928. I thought it was like interesting. I did kind of like I did like that song. Um, the outro, like it's touching, it's like him and his kid, but I feel like that outro should have been at the end of the album, uh, because instead we get 5349 right after, which feels like he wanted an Anderson Pock song. Um, and I just, with 5349 and 1910 in particular, I feel like there's better versions of both of these songs that exist by the artist that he's trying to like emulate. And 
this isn't like a terrible album. Like I've definitely listened to worse, but I feel like this was supposed to be like his version of like Untitled Unmastered, where it was like the the pieces that didn't make like a cohesive album, but are like the B sides to that. Um, Cause it feels very rough and unfinished, at least to me. Especially uh, the mixing, like TZ was saying earlier, the mixing sounds way off. I'm so curious to see if he did all the mixing because he, he seems to have his like hand in the production, obviously the lyrics, and there's very sparse and very few uh, features. One being Ariane Grande on time and then 21 Savage on 1238. So I'd be curious to know if he did literally everything because it sounds like it was mixed by one person just because the levels are so fucking far off on so many songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's one of the first things I noticed, you know, from song to song. Again, you know, whether his vocals are pitched up or they sound really airy um, or the, you know, the, the production is overshadowing or overpowering his vocals like it just it varies from song to song but i think it's very consistent that like his vocals are definitely the background you know rather than the foreground so yeah and i he could say that he's trying to use his voice as an instrument and put it into the overall layering of everything kind of like the way that gunna sounds on every song he sounds like an instrument instead of like an actual rapper but with him it just doesn't make sense because it feels very distracting but one of the things that I noticed with this entire project is everything just fucking drags. Like every instrumental is either a minute too long or there's just nothing being said or he's just harmonizing and he's just moaning and groaning forever. The first song, I didn't even know it was three minutes because every time I play it, I just forget about it. I just remember him saying, we are, we are, and it just keeps going. But three minutes of that, that is so long. Like all these songs have these like intros and these buildups that sound like we're getting to something that's just going to fucking hit us. Like Tyrell was saying before, but then nothing happens. It just goes into another song that just is blah. And there's like no energy. And I just can't stand like how significant and how interesting it's trying to sound because it's the, the project sounds like it's, it sounds like it's trying to be interesting without saying or doing anything interesting because it's like introducing super complex ideas, sort of like in algorithms where it feels like he's trying to say that we're all part of the algorithm or we're all a cog in the machine of whatever society is. And you can even apply that to 3531 where it's this real novel idea, but like there's no substance to it. There's no vertebrae to it. There's nothing that makes it interesting or makes me feel captivated or should care about it is the only song you like 1238 the only song there's two songs i like so 1238 i really like because i like the beat i like how subdued it is and i like how he sounds over it Mm -hmm. his singing and moaning doesn't bother me and his verses are fine and then i really like how 21 savage sounds on that song he has a great voice that just works on just a multitude of tracks even though it's the same literal flow that he uses on every song and the same monotone voice that he has but he sounds really good on that song, and I really like that entire thing. It was six; it's like six, six minutes. minutes. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I think yeah. it's a little long, but you could have cut off like Gambino by like two more minutes, and it still would have been really good. But I really appreciate that song. And then um, feels like summer is still bop. But other than that, yeah, this just feels like Kid Cudi's satellite flight level of fucking filler and so much just 
ambient noise that it doesn't really matter and i'm just pretty whatever on it yeah y'all just jump on the hate train it's whatever so you know it's really interesting who cares we're at the same time stamp we were last time i was I know, gonna call was that looking... out we're fucking good all right little slut bucket but my speakers right there holy shit last one little slut bucket little cum guzzler man I tell you what people were hemming and hawing about this project coming out ooh wee boys uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name though but we are talking about Abel McConan Tesfay. I hope it said that the young crooner from Ontario oh well, I guess uh, yeah yeah we'll call him Ontario otherwise known as The Weeknd otherwise known as The Weeknd Who's more prolific, him or Drake? They're both from Toronto. Drake. Oh. Drake. It's not even close. Yeah. yeah. I, I was really hoping that like I'd get like a hot take out of you guys, but mm, not today. I guess we're playing no. it safe. Not today. Boy. It's not. Well, not even a hot take. I guess. Take, like you, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a hot take. But it's if you, like, I mean, if you're gonna you're say wrong. the weekend, is, <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna be wrong, and you're just gonna be fucking. <laughs> Battling uphill in the rain, mud's just splashing down on you, and boulders are hitting you, and you're yeah. fucking dead. Yeah, that's fair. You're right. So the weekend releases after hours. This is his first full-length LP since Starboy in 2016, which was a dud in my opinion. But it wasn't that bad. It was a really good pop record, but I don't. I didn't like it personally, but of course, it, like I said, it's a good pop record and it had some hits on it. So I'm not gonna just say it was a fucking dud. Those two Daft Punk joints out like didn't suck. There's 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 a couple of the like smoother R&B joints on there too that are really good. Yeah, it's kind of whatever. Anyways, and reminder, uh, <laughs> this had a really interesting rollout but the one thing does there was a five minute like short film that was supposed to go with this i don't know neither of you probably watched it i did of course and i thought it was kind of weird and i like how you say i like how you you you're you're making it sound like you're always on top of short films and stuff like that but when the little uzi vert album came out i had to say hey did you watch the short film for this one and you're like, of course not. So, okay. <laughs> We're not going to let you sit on your fucking alabaster pedestal above us. Like, you're doing all your due diligence for every fucking album. When this son of a bitch his, didn't even know who Sada Baby was a week ago. I'm like Teezy in his fucking ivory tower. I didn't know that there was a film that came with this. I... <laughs> I wasn't following this super closely. It like dropped and like they were just like listen. Hey, okay, hey. <laughs> Encyclopedia Jones, can you tell me why the album cover is the way it is then? So I cannot give you a direct reference as to why it is. However, I can I know that it goes back to the short film. And hmm, see, yeah. So the short film, it's really interesting. So he's kind of like walking through the subway system, but it was after he just got up like a late note, late night show. And when he's on the show, he already has like his face was already covered up and he was like beaten and stuff already. So my theory is that this is could potentially be domestic abuse. Or coming from drugs. One of the two. 
I think it's drugs. So I didn't get I. But okay, so if I I, I just want to say this, was there any domestic violence bars in here that I missed? I don't think so. Not that I caught. Okay. So the uh, when he's walking through the subway system, he seems to be like in like emotional turmoil. So he goes through like these really phases where it's almost just. Is like, he inebriated? No, I don't think he is. He just like starts walking through and then he just really starts running through like all these emotions of being like sad or he's like faking happiness and all this stuff here. But then all of a sudden he starts getting like drugged through the subway by nothing. Like yeah, he's just I, I think it's flying through the subway, right? So, and then at the end, he gets in this elevator and then two people get in and all of a sudden all you hear is faints like screaming of like them getting beat up. I think... If I had to guess, it would be a metaphor for his drug use and then the growth of his career. Because, like, I'm sure when we talk about it, Snowchild is basically about his past and in coming mm-hmm. up and then his addiction to drugs and then all the women and stuff of that nature. And that song is really yeah. good. Yeah. Snowchild is really good. Yeah. So uh, the one thing that he had to say, this is how he – this is what his description or what did he say about the album. He said – you can find love, fear, friends, enemies, violence, dancing, sex, demons, angels, loneliness, and togetherness all in the after hours of the night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, Fuck it. I mean, sure. Why not? Fuck it. I, why not? I feel like this is like a narrative he's been like creating across like all of his like albums. Um, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's literally trilogy era. Without okay, so trilogy era would be different because that's like him living in the moment mm-hmm. of all this shit. So it's like, well, it's to be fit to be a hundred percent completely f- fair to him. We don't know if he actually does the drugs and lives that lifestyle that he was living during that era. Yeah. So like maybe he is writing about the music that he actually lived the life of because, as someone that's, as like an artist that's done drug music like if you say like travis scott when he talks about doing drugs but then it turns out he's never done like hard drugs or stuff like that versus when the weekend says that he's done it he's never come out and said that i've never done drugs like this i don't drink like that i don't have like this crazy life that i live right so it's you like you can believe that a lot of it is like he's done a really good job of creating this persona Mm -hmm. of who he is and the type of music he makes but he kind of strays away from it, or he strayed away from it with Starboy, yeah. and then Beauty and the Madness, Beauty Behind the Madness. That was before Starboy. He started yeah. drifting. Yep, he was drifting away from that with a lot more pop records and a lot more synth records and stuff of that nature, which he continues on this project as well. Yeah. So some of the themes that are some of the so the production styles you're gonna find over this, you're gonna find new disco, UK garage, liquid drum and bass, synth wave, electro pop. Like there's a bunch of different genres blended into this stuff here. But um, the constant theme throughout this entire project is Las Vegas. And just whether it's like the, the colors of what's going on at night or just like the lifestyle of being in Vegas, you know, um, it is written all over this project. And I think so. The one thing, my biggest takeaway when I was listening to this is I preferred the tracks that Elangelo touched more than the others. Yes. Elangelo's so good because he did, like, all the production of the trilogy. And, like, anything that's dark, anything that's, like, synth-driven and, 
feels like super lush and strong and like a huge background and super significant, he's been behind. And The Weeknd sounds amazing Incredible. over that type of production. Incredible. Um, if I could do anything to this album, I would take away tracks 9, 10, and 11. Is that bl- is that Blinding Lights? Yep. 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 Name them. It's uh, it's blinding lights in your uh, eyes and save your tears. Yep. Okay. If if I could if I could get rid of three songs, I would get rid of those three. Um, I think that's going back to Starboy sound again, uh, a little bit more poppy, I guess you know type stuff. And I don't prefer the weekend over those, especially with the way the rest of these songs sound. And I guess. Um, I would rather keep me keep me in the dark influence, keep me in the depressed state of sex and drugs. So that's that's where I want I want to live in this album. But the songs that I really liked, I liked Alone Again, I liked Too Late, Snow Child, Heartless, and After Hours. I think those were like songs that I would like definitely go back to time and time again. Um, I know you mentioned Snow Child already. Fucking bars ah, is, he, for an r&b mm. singer sure <laughs> so that that is the that's a song where he like he he gets he actually gets like the pen out rather than like describing the story i guess you know because i mean it's when i was listening to it it's like man this dude is singing the shit out of me right now like walking in the snow before i ever made my wrist freeze i was blowing smoke had me dizzy like gillespie Back what? before he, he he used to want to make his wrist bleed. Futuristic sex giver Philip K. Dick. <laughs> what a wild bar that one was. Oh, that's a good one. Oh man, no. So, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm not out here to give you like music theory or anything like this. All I'm gonna say is that I will definitely go back to this album. I think that. It, it's going back again, kind of like we talked about the Trilly type of sound when we got Elangelo over some of the production and stuff like that. Um, I will listen to that stuff time and time again. And I think that this is just a the newest version of it. And it's, it's a lot of this sounds like super polished and I, I like it a lot. I love all the synths. I love... So I pulled up... Um... I like put the tab on mute, but I pulled up uh, the music videos and like the short film that came out of this, um, like just on YouTube. And one of these is fucking weird. Like the in your eyes official video is like him following some chick like through a party and like they're in the fucking like ventilation area of a building and like she chops his head off at one point and like it's a very interesting looking music video and I'm gonna have to like watch it from like the start to the end. But all the colors, the aesthetics that, like, he's going with here are super fucking good. And I fucking love that part of it. Um, very synthy, retrowave inspired, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to be the 80s. It feels like it has, like, that instrumentation. Um, there's, I forget which track it's on. Uh, track 10 has, like, that weird, like, Casio keyboard in the back. That, uh, but, like it fits like it all feels really good what's um, the song with the with the the saxophone that comes in right after the chorus where it's like like the the saxophone comes in and i'm like fuck that's pretty it's pretty good like i don't like this type of music but this 
but it sounds really good in the background at the end of the chorus. I can't remember what song it is, though. I don't remember either. Yeah, I don't have that marked down. Um, I do have a for Snow Child. I fucking love the hi hats in that on that track. Um, it's a good song. But like, this is a very good song for like driving to. Like, it feels like this is meant to be like driven. Like, you're supposed to listen to this while like driving around at night in the snow, like under the streetlights. And he didn't doesn't do it a lot on like this album. But one of the things that I love about the weekend is that like. When he makes a car reference, it's a car reference that makes sense and doesn't sound all fucked up. Like, because he has, uh, what, what fucking track is it? Um, Heartless, with like that fucking super toxic opening where never, he's like, Never had a bitch, no, never need a bitch and what a bitch needs. Uh, yep. Trying to Jordan, find uh, when looking for the one to fix me. And we talked about that and we're like, man, that's tough. It was the first thing I tweeted. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. The first thing I tweeted was that line, and then amphetamines got my stomach feeling sickly. Like that shit is so it's, fucking fly when he says that shit. Like amphetamines is fucking nuts. But fuck yeah, it's the bar right before that when he's like, "I was dodging death or dodging death in the six speed." Like, there's just something about that line where I'm like, "This is like that whole fucking like first verse." I'm like, "This is fucking cool." Bars. And it's so fucking fly. It sounds like he. It sounds Fuck so yeah. it, like there's so much swagger behind it. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, like I heard like he said like the thing about like the six speed, and I was thinking about it. I was like, why am I like so fixated on this? And do you remember that fucking Ray Shemin joint like a few years ago about like the fucking Lamborghini with the power glide? Yeah, I was sliding in like, the Lambo fucking... with the power glide. Yeah, that song's good too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, like that song's fucking catchy. I like hate that song though because, like, I'm, I'm a car guy. Like, and why the fuck would you put a power glide in a fucking Lambo? You telling me that you're fucking cruising around at fucking eighty miles an hour topped out? Like, the fuck is the point? And so like, there's a bunch of other like, R&B or like, uh, rap songs where like they throw cars in there for like the sake of throwing a car in, and it just doesn't fucking fit. I'm glad you provided. You, know, I'm glad gives you provided the negative example because I was gonna ask what's a shit example of like a car reference, but uh, there's that one Will Smith song where he talks about having a fucking drop top Mastro, which is like a Geo Metro, and I'm like, why the fuck would you want to be in that? Um, Yo, we're, we're in a recession. Like, Come on, <laughs> this song's from fucking '98, but uh, the Clinton. Like Clinton he years. also has like another. He has another reference on here to like um, a Porsche Spider, and he's like. Uh, Black on black venom seats on the inside. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's fucking hard. That's sexy. But yeah, I wanted to like call that out real quick because like I've heard a lot of real shit references to cars, but like I've never heard a bad reference from the weekend and like tangentially, I've never heard a bad reference from uh, Frank Ocean about cars. I knew you were either. gonna say it. I knew yeah. it. That's that's exactly it's fucking yep. mind waves and shit. What were your favorite songs out here, Tyra? Uh, I really liked uh, Snow Child, Heartless. Um, uh, that fucking repeat after me interlude. Like, I don't know why that's an interlude. Like, it feels like a whole ass fucking song, and I, like I enjoyed it. Yeah, that shit's good. Like um, I said, get through, get rid of tracks nine through eleven. Seriously, um, for me, I didn't like the first song. The first song just like comes in and then it just goes like I'm not really a big fan of it. But too late and hardest to love. 
are fine. Like th- when they come on, I end up like humming along to them and singing along to them because they're super catchy. Like the pop songs on here are really catchy and I end up humming them and they're stuck in my head, even blinding lights. And I hate, I don't hate the song, but I definitely don't like the song, but I'll, it'll be stuck in my head. Just like hearing it, especially when Blaine was saying it the other night. And I was like, fuck, now I'm remembering that song. <laughs> Snow child through heartless was the peak. The first time I listened through like the, the, the three songs there are, so fucking good yeah all back to back to back snow child we've already sucked the shit out of that dick so we're gonna move (laughs) off that one heartless the opening lines so fucking hard like the weekend is one of the best artists at being like the most toxic individual of all time and describing shit that's like horrible and no one gives a fuck because it's like the voice behind it Mm -hmm. like the voice his voice has carried him through so much like horrible fucking dark shit that if say like i don't know eminem said it well that's that's maybe not, eminem's a bad yeah. example because <laughs> that's not like, a good example the, <laughs> because like uh he's gotten away with a lot of shit weird segments what of if, a, well it would not be fly if he said that kind what, of shit what at if, all like you'd be what if like, john legend weird. said it think john legend could say it yeah, because he has a good voice. It has to be someone that's not that doesn't have a good singing voice. It would have to be like a rapper saying it. I was gonna say like, Easy E, but Easy E's also said some like real flagrant shit. Oh yeah, but d- what about he Russ? gets away with so much shit, no one would listen. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Escape from L.A. I'm surprised nobody said anything from that. That song is fucking wild. Like he is so fucking toxic in that shit. When he says all L.A. girls look the same. I'm very envious of that statement, but I understand it completely because you can say the same about like areas that we've lived in. Like all Midwest girls, all Midwest white girls look the same. They dress the same, same type of shit. Like you go back home, the same type of uh, tattoos on the shoulders of flowers and shit. Everyone's the exact same. So I understand that sentiment of like certain areas where everyone looks the same. Yeah. It's just that LA, like an LA five is like a Midwest nine. Like, that's the type of level of girls that are out there. So when he's saying they all look the same, like, I'm... Okay. But on that on that song, when he says, heart so cold, but her throat is so fire. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. this Because that's <laughs> when it switches up and he gets to that. I'm like, fuck, yeah. That, that's, keep saying this that's also shit. That's also when he has the, uh, the Keanu Reeves lines, which are also hard as fuck. Oh, fuck, yeah. But I'm just like, fuck, yeah. Feed me this toxic... Toxicity, I just love it so much. It's fueling my life. Amphetamines make my stomach feel sickly. I already said that. Heat. Save Your Tears is cool. It's a pop song, but I can't hate it. It's super fluffy, but it bumps every single time it's on. Like, I'll probably never go to it, but if it flows through the track list, I'm not skipping it. Yeah. Repeat After Me is really good, too. Yeah, he, Tyrell was saying it was an interlude, which was really weird, but I love when the beat goes into halftime, and then he just floats over that. Like, it sounds fucking incredible. Um, he also says in that song, you don't love him. You just fuck him. And I wrote LMAO. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> After hours is really good too. Something that the weekend has been able to do throughout his entire career. And it's similar to Frank Ocean is that they're able to make these long thematic songs that are at least six, seven minutes long with the weekend. It would be like the, uh, the zone. Uh, Kiss Land off Kiss Land and then After Hours on here where it's super engaging. There's sometimes a beat switch or there's not and it's just like it sounds so good and he's super dope at it. Frank well, Ocean has done esca- the same Escape thing. from LA is six minutes. 
Same with that song too. But he's really good at making these long, drawn-out songs with either a beat switch in it or a little subtle switch in it where I can feel engaged and he just fucking floats over all of it. And then Frank Ocean does the same thing with like songs such as Pyramids. Mm-hmm. But the the biggest difference between those two is that I think Frank Ocean is a better songwriter, but I think The Weeknd has a way better voice because there's way more range in The Weeknd's voice than Frank Ocean can ever touch. And then Until I Bleed Out, I wrote Good too. Until I good Until I Bleed Out is a good closer. Yeah. Like the rest of this album, like there's moments where you get hype as shit, and then Until I Bleed Out is like really like kind of laid back. Yeah, and I ended up liking this a lot more than I thought I would because th- coming off of behind Beauty Behind the Madness, which was too pop, and then Starboy, which was way too pop, and then even My Dear Melancholy, which was kind of boring because I don't think he really did much with it. Yeah. This okay. I thought was really good. I thought After Hours was really good. I don't think it's like great, but it's definitely good. I'll go back to it. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and listen to this th- like through for sure. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never be annoyed if a girl wants to listen to this album as opposed to like the other two because like this one's good. So I can at least like deal with it. Yeah. No, I understand. Any other? I would rather listen to a future record though for to- toxic toxicity, but I love the energy. <laughs> the future's mad toxic. Just love it so much. Can't get away with that kind of mentality. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, that's that, huh? You should check and see if you're recording. Yeah, I am. I don't worry. I keep <laughs> looking because I'm fucking paranoid now. So. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. Okay. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Let's. Okay. Fuck. Fuck your segments. Um. So. Uh. uh <laughs> did you listen to anything else this week that wasn't on the docket that you want to bring awareness to? So nothing that I listened to this week. However, I would like to bring something to people's attention if they don't already know about him, because he is kind of getting some popularity now. He's catching some some heat. People are kind of recognizing oh, what shit. he's doing. Oh, shit. You know? I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, I about. Know what I'm talking. I was talking about my boy Brent Fias. This dude, Brent Fias. Had a project come out in February named Fuck the World. And let me tell you, ooh wee, did he put out a project. I love this. It's so good. Brent Fias has got the voice of an angel, and he is getting mad problematic in there, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so toxic. It's way better chopped than screwed. When we recorded the pilot episode, we like fucking really went in on this shit for like ten minutes about how much we loved it. I know, but fuck yeah, it's it's good regular, but it goes to another level in my opinion when you chop and screw the entire thing. Been away is way better chopped and screwed, and so is uh bluffing. But yeah, yeah I I fuck with it a lot. Y'all need it's to go really listen good. to that. It's super good. I'll definitely put it on the list. Uh, I wanted to call attention to the fact that Run the Jewels dropped two tracks within like the last three or four days. Did you listen to them? Uh, I listened to one. Um, was it good? I liked it. I mean, I like Run the Jewels. Like it's really, it's very much par for the course for them. I didn't listen to either of them because I figured I'd listen to the whole thing. Because that's it's not like something. It's not like something that I know I'm not gonna listen to. Uh, that's a good segue to one of our. One of the questions, though. Do singles Hell no, the... I am not done yet. I want to talk about Eternal Take. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. We don't have to talk about it. It's, it's the best album ever. All right. Uh, 
was gonna say, do singles ruin the album listening experience for you? Um, for me personally, no. But sometimes I I'll just avoid them because I know I'm gonna listen to the whole thing, like with Run the Jewels. But then there's also other projects where it's just like, fuck it, I'll listen to the single because I'm really I want to hear whatever's being put out by a certain artist, but. It just depends. It doesn't, it hardly ever ruins it because even when you hear the song in the context of it, sometimes you hear the single and you're like, fuck, it doesn't sound as good outside, but sometimes it sounds better in. So it, it varies. It's not like there's a consistent stream of thought where I'm like, it's always shit or it's always good. If, if I know it's going on an album, I will refuse to listen to it. I want to listen to it within an actual like project setting before I listen to outside. I mean, obviously there's times where artists will release music, like for example, it feels like summer, right? And then two years later they put it on a project, you know, but um, I, if I know it's going to be like released with an album, I won't listen to it. All right. And so I was just thinking that like, I was not excited for the fucking weekend project because I didn't like flashing lights. Blinding lights. Blinding lights, whatever the fuck it was called. Flashing yeah, lights I didn't is a great song. Fuck! But I listened to the. I have the rem- oh, holy fuck! Now that I think about it, I listened to all the uh, weekend singles coming I up to this. I didn't listen to After Hours. I did. I listened at the night it dropped. I was like, "Fuck, this is fire!" I wanted to be in the conversation on Twitter. Were you? See, I just tweeted out the song. I'm not active yeah. on Twitter like that, so you know, I, I use I use it sparingly. Could be better, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I guess J Electronica came out too, and that was pretty good. The mixing on that was shit, but like Jay Z is fucking rapping his ass off on there, and that was really good. Eternal It Take is fucking 32 songs, and I like them all. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else came out this year that uh, Brolic by Sada Baby was really good. Uh, Boldy James is really good. Um, just gonna run through all of them? Or are we just not doing this every week? Or Akai, so well, we have to do. Uh, it's not like next week I can say, "Well, gee, let's go through January, February, March again." Like <laughs> it's only gonna be a one-time thing to go over three months worth of music, you know? Hmm. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you could probably check out the Denzel Curry Kenny Beats project then, if you're gonna, we're gonna do that. That that's pretty fun. With Will Kenny. Well, Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Um, That's such a I good also, fucking album. If you if you want to step out the comfort zone and listen to Everything is Beautiful by Princess Nokia, you can go ahead and do that too because I like that. That's not really stepping out. What which of the Princess Nokia track or albums did you like more? Everything is beautiful. Like okay. I just said. What about you, Jordan? I didn't listen to him. Alright, fair enough. I sent Teasy on that mission. Um, I like I like I more call, beat. I don't uh, like other ways to to the weird, weird, like sad stuff. Because the production on the everything sucks is she she got weird and I was uncomfortable. See, I like that. I think I like that one more. I like darker shit though. I like her voice, but I don't think she's a good songwriter. That's fair. Um. So we have some projects coming out tonight, though. Holy shit, it is tonight. Yeah. Fuck, dude, that Party Next Door album cover and title is so bad. <laughs> party Next Door. Terrible. We have Knowledge. What's the Party Next Door one called? 
Party Next Mobile, Party Mobile Some, or something. something it's like something that. so yeah. bad. It's Party Mobile. It is something Party Mobile. Yeah, fuck, that's terrible. Yeah. That's a terrible name. It's not great. Knowledge uh, with 1988. I think that's what that one's called. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's like 27 tracks. It's awesome. Uh, it's going to be instrumentals. I love it. Skepta, Chip, and Young Ads. If, you, if you're into the you know UK like that. I'm um, listening to AJ Tracy. And then in four days, actually, 3.30, Conway and the Alchemist. Got a project coming out as well, too. Uh, Saw Baby had a new single that came out called Double Dick. It's really good. Sorry, I'm just remembering songs that came out that I listened to. Uh, shit. Well, I'm thinking about it. Um, I want to call out that uh, Other Ways to Vent by Isla. The album yeah, that came out. I, I put you on that, boy. You it's did, so and I fucking love it. It's fun. She's cool. Is that that one white girl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the first song on that's really good. Tattoo Tears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that... Hold on. I'm checking on something quick. Uh, now we don't kiss and tell. There might be a Jeezy project tonight. Yep, I saw that, and it's. I'm pretty sure Shawty Red executively produces it. So, keep an eye out for that as well, too. Um, okay, so I this really, is this is our that. this is our first episode, but I mean, technically, first episode. Uh, you know, homegirl said walk on. Do we want to talk about first guests? Do we want to try and get people? Um. I, I put some in there. I also I put some in the notes. I don't what? <laughs> we don't even have shit like flowing and you want to just bring fucking anyone into this mess. I really yeah, like that you have, have a- Tom Mish on there who is fucking 81,000 Twitter followers and meanwhile we haven't put out an episode. That's what I'm saying. Is like hey, I get the I get the initiative. I'm I just want to talk about it. If I don't You want to go super try the- hard on guests right now and we don't have like a consistent format and flow to everything but you just want to throw someone into the fray the only reason i brought him up is because they're putting putting out projects for the next month it's the only reason those four people are there wait and you think we're gonna be ready to just do this shit i don't know schmooky margella does have some joints Mm -hmm. yes think about it i don't know why you even wrote it you don't even like that kind of music it ain't about me if it was about you, we'd be fucking pouring dirt in our ears. <laughs> that seems mean. Don't know what I did to deserve that one. Like the Gambino <laughs> project so much. It's not bad. It's not good. Hmm. I don't even think it's average. Hmm. Shit's hmm. a fucking shitload of fuck. That's too bad. Yeah, you should have defended it better. You know, you always did say I have shit taste in music, so. But in all reality, we know that mine's way worse. Well, let's not say that. Mine's definitely a greater spectrum of hip-hop that is more loving and more endearing to stuff that sounds experimental and out there or mad ignorant at the same time. Hmm. It's only boring stuff. Do we have any Twitter questions to go over? Anybody, anybody DM us and ask us anything? Um, I got some wild shit in my DMs if you want me to read them. From, <laughs> from what? Just like, uh, okay. Shay just sent me a link to a fucking smoke ghost, or space ghost per fucking uh, thread. 
Oh, um, yeah, I saw this shit, and he said that he was rubbing up on... He said that he saw ASAP Rocky rubbing some dude's booty in the pool. Yeah, and he calls him homosexual. And, and it's, I, I saw it on Reddit this morning, and someone said, It's 8 in the morning, let me wake up first. <laughs> also, because I have Twitter pulled up, apparently uh, Scarface from fucking Ghetto Boys has coronavirus. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm hoping he pulls through, but like... Slim Thug has coronavirus. That's wild. Yeah. Did you see Carl Anthony? T- okay, I don't want. Ah, fuck it. Did you see that Carl Anthony Towns' mom is like in a uh, coronavirus induced coma? Yeah. Holy shit. I, yeah, it's fucking wild. And then also today I saw that a um, someone that works on the baseline at the Pistons game where it was the Jazz. I saw that too. It was the Jazz Pistons is in a coma too from coronavirus. So, uh, PSA, if you want to flatten the curve and you want to reduce the number of coronavirus cases out there, make sure that you continue quarantining so that we can continue or we can get back to our regular everyday life and be able to continue living as everyday Americans. But hopefully this entire virus is a wake-up call to working-class Americans to be able to vote in their interests so that we don't have... So that I don't have to get really angry when I look at polls and approval ratings of certain individuals and then shit like that. Sounds like a pretty good way to end the podcast. See you guys next week. Little slut bucket. Little cum guzzler. See you, buddy. (laughs) 